When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. How can you possibly get redemption if you don't even play? We will get to that momentarily. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today along with Courtney Cronin. Hembo is here as well. Courtney, what's going on? Not too much. Enjoying this beautiful Friday morning in my new city of Chicago. It is uh, it's a good time to be here. Outstanding. We have so much to get through through this jam-packed show. We are going to get to all of the baseball a little bit later on as well, and so much football, including the quarterback movement, uh, which may include another big name as soon as next week. But really, truly, there is only one place to start. Here we go! Only one place to start. And, Courtney, that's in Philadelphia last night where the Nets absolutely embarrassed the Philadelphia 76ers, 129-100. to And there was a palpable energy from the Nets, from Kevin Durant, from Kyrie Irving, from whomever you want, that they were there to help, number one, prove that they have a guy that they can back up in Ben Simmons, even though we haven't seen him anywhere near the floor. All he did in pregame warm-ups was dunk the basketball once. He wouldn't even take a shot. And then secondly, also to stick it to James Harden and Joel Embiid a little bit. But Courtney, for me, don't buy into this. Don't get hooked into this. You are asking for trouble if you do. This is the exact same thing that we said to ourselves last year at this time with this Brooklyn Nets team. Or maybe it's the lesson that we learned from buying into the Brooklyn Nets at this point last year, thinking, okay, you know, they don't have all their pieces on the floor together at the same time. They'll get it together for the playoffs. And, I mean, they're looking at play-in territory right now, and you're looking at a Brooklyn team that might not get out of the play-in tournament. I mean, think about where they could have been if Kevin Durant didn't get hurt if Kyrie Irving you know, was vaccinated and was able to, to play for all these games that he hasn't been able to play in, like the conversation's completely different surrounding the Brooklyn Nets. And yeah, they beat the brakes off the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday night, but I just can't put that much stock into this Nets team just yet because I feel like we've seen this exact same scenario play out before. That's because and the skeptic have. in me thinks that it's going to go the exact same way. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, if you're a Sixers fan right now, this Nets team scares you for a very good reason. And I think last night really did expose the flaws within the Sixers team. I mean, you look at what James Harden did and how hard of a night he had shooting, 11 points, and he was like missed 14 of his 17 shots from the field. Not a great outing uh, and not a great way to, to, to stick it to the guy in Ben Simmons who's on the other team now and say, mm. yeah, like how's that working out for you in Brooklyn? Well, last night it seemed to be working out pretty well, even though we didn't play. Yeah, he had a nice-looking Louis Vuitton hockey sweatshirt on. and it was He a had bit... that great dunk in warm-ups. And yeah. I know the sarcastic cheers from the crowd in Philly were uh, – were a little motivating factor. Really looked outstanding. Top of his game. This is some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And let's hear from Kevin Durant. And he was asked quite simply, were they performing for Ben Simmons? Most definitely. I think all of us were. You know, we uh, 
we look at Ben as our brother, you know, so we knew that this was a hostile environment and we knew that he didn't have an opportunity to play, so we wanted to come out there and had him focus on the court more so than just always focusing on him. So they focused on the court tonight, and it's hard for you to chant at Ben Simmons when you lose him by that much. Yeah, I understand that, but it's hard to also suggest that you're somehow getting redemption for a guy who is not even on the floor. Are we supposed to give him credit for actually showing up on the bench? Is that where Ben Simmons' redemption is coming in Philadelphia because the Nets blew them out without him? I don't buy that for a second. And Courtney, you know, with the Nets, to your point a moment ago, if you're going to buy into something that we've seen before, you're just asking for trouble because even with Kyrie, prior to winning the last two games, they had lost 17 of 20, and Kyrie had played at half those games and they lost nine out of those ten games. So I'm not for a minute going to think that this team that has been, yes, besieged by injuries, besieged by drama all season long, all of a sudden off of one game in Philadelphia has got it all figured out, and now they're going to start to ascend and get on a run here. I don't care what the betting odds are. Yeah, I mean, this was the team that had the betting favor, the best odds at the early point of the season to be winning a Larry O'Brien trophy. And, and now they're not. And it just feels like it's too little too late for Brooklyn. But all we saw last night and all I take away from the Thursday night beatdown of the Philadelphia 76ers is that they exposed the 76ers and they showed a blueprint for other teams to follow in the Eastern Conference as we get towards the playoffs. And you know, that's that's all that you can take from it because I just don't think it's safe to buy into this Nets team. Do they have potential? Sure. Can they drag some contenders out of the way with them before like this whole thing's said and done? Potentially. But I don't think this is a team that is set up itself at the moment to actually contend in the playoffs. Through most of the first half last night on the Philly side. James Harden had exactly one more field goal than Ben Simmons did in the game. <laughs> and you know it had to be very difficult for him to struggle as much as he did. I think, uh, I mean, just missed shots. You know, there's no excuses. Um, I got to be better individually. Some, some, some turnovers were, you know, just careless. You know, I, individually I got to be better. And then uh, as a team, you know, I watch film and see where can we be, we, where can we be better. And uh, we just try to continue to improve. Like this is only our sixth game together. As a unit, you know, I'm still I'm still trying to figure things out. But tonight was good for us, man. We we, we got our ass kicked, and you know, since I've been here, everything has been you know sweet, and and you know, we've been winning games, and so tonight was good for us, and we get an opportunity to come down to reality, um, you know, watch film and just continue to get better and making sure we hit the right strides. All right, so we bring in our Philadelphia correspondent, and that's Hembo, who is, of course, a huge Philly guy. And when you watched that game last night, did it give you cause for alarm about the Sixers, or was it just simply a bad night? I'm a little bit alarmed, because it wasn't just a bad night. It was the worst night you could have possibly <laughs> drawn up. I mean, there's, there's really no way around it. And that's not... Look, this is a pattern of behavior for James Harden. He has come up small in, in more big games he's played in than he hasn't. Now, it was all peaches and cream for the first five games, and everything was sweet, and the, you know, the statistics were amazing. And I think it's likely that he and Joel will form a wonderful partnership. But these are the ghosts in his closet. We know that Doc Rivers has ghosts in his closet. So yesterday was a good reminder that this won't be 
perhaps as easy as all of us may have thought. Here's Doc last night after the loss. You know, we, we've won two, and what does that mean? That means nothing. But I will say this, Howard. They did say that they're the more physical team right now, just by the way they play. I don't know if that's a message, but that was a fact tonight, and, and we have to come to grips with that. Look, you know, Courtney, as far as Harden's concerned, this is absolutely not the 11 points per se, but coming up small, as Hembo just talked about, this is who he is, but this is the last chance. This is it. You have forced your way out of too many situations, and you have forced too many other players out of town. This is it. And while you might argue that he did the right thing in getting out of Brooklyn, considering all the drama that's there, who else is going to look at James Harden beyond this and say, that is our final key if it doesn't work in Philadelphia? It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Okay, we are just getting underway. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today. Up next, we know Aaron Rodgers is staying. We know Russell Wilson is going. But there is another big-name quarterback that could be on the move as soon as next week. We will hear from one of our insiders about it next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Another big name quarterback on the move, maybe even next week. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. It is a very, very big day for Deshaun Watson. And for more on that, we bring in our ESPN NFL reporter, Kimberly Martin, joining us in studio, giving us the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So he's got the grand jury today to find out whether or not there are going to be criminal charges mm-hmm. against him. But you said this morning on Get Up, you think it's sooner rather than later that he could be on the move. Yeah, one of the questions on Get Up was, you know, what's the, your bold prediction? We are talking about in our production meeting. I actually think he can move next week. Um, just because we're at a point where we're approaching the start of the new league, the new league year, the Texans have to do something. 
And when I just came back from the scouting combine with Courtney uh, and, you know, talking to, to coaches, scouts, execs about Deshaun Watson, everybody pretty much felt like if, if this is resolved, like he's a guy that you need to get because somebody of his caliber, I'm stri- speaking strictly football, strictly football, th- th- those types of players this young, that talented, do not come available at this situation, this point in time. And to, to, if he's found, you know, if, if the situation is resolved and teams feel good about adding a player um, like him to their roster, I expect there are a lot of teams that, that are interested in teams that we may not even expect, that fans might not even expect. Their, their front offices are watching. They're, they're going to have a watchful eye on what happens today because a lot of he's, if you go down the, ro- if you go down the rosters of teams, Deshaun Watson is, is better than most of the quarterbacks in the league. So how would this work then for teams that do indeed want to be part of that group that could bid to get him via trade? Because he's still going to be subject to a suspension from the NFL. So you would be bringing him in only to have him get suspended. So would this be like, I'm just throwing this out there. Would this be a potential like Pittsburgh situation where they need a long-term option and maybe that's, and then they, maybe they end up using a draft pick. So mm-hmm. let's say it is a Malik Willis. And mm-hmm. so you bring in Deshaun Watson only to have him suspended. And then you have Malik Willis, you, you, you have him start all this stuff. And then maybe you go back to Deshaun Watson after the suspension's over. Like how would he fit on a team? Like what's the right fit for him and where would he potentially go? Given he's not going to be playing for a couple games at least. I'm glad you brought up Pittsburgh, Courtney, because I know that there, there's sentiment out there that the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's no way that they'd be interested in Deshaun Watson. I can tell you right now, they're watching the situation. Now, I'm not saying they're going to try to trade for him or anything like that, but they're a team. There are a lot of teams that have quarterbacks in place and some who need quarterbacks that are going to be looking at him. Teams understand that he, will be, he likely will be suspended. This is sort of when you evaluate, when you sit all week long, teams, front offices, execs, coaches have been in meetings going in their free agency meetings, going over position by position. These are the scenarios that they're discussing. If it's this many games, if he is suspended, what can we do? What would be, what would be the contingency plan if we don't have him, you know, at this point? Is it worth it? The risk of would we alienate a, fan ba- a particular segment of the fan base that still feels like they wouldn't feel comfortable with him as their quarterback? You know, these are all the scenarios that teams are talking about. And that's why I bring up the talent. The talent is undeniable, even though he didn't play last year. The talent, is, the talent is undeniable. So even if you don't have him for, you know, six games, four games, whatever the league were to decide, the upside is he's still a young guy. So you're not thinking about just missing six or eight or four games in 2022. You're thinking about the back end of the season. You're thinking about beyond. ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin joining us. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, we saw the ridiculous price and ridiculous, probably appropriate still, that was paid for Russell Wilson. How much do you expect a lot of what we're going to see in the next couple of days to affect the price on uh, Watson or is it Everybody is starting to act like the Rams right now and screw the picks. <laughs> <laughs> screw those picks. Um, I love that Les Need shirt. Um, you know, it's funny. Some people that I talked to actually felt like that Seattle didn't get enough yeah. <laughs> for Russell Wilson. That's they the, did pretty that's well. That's the funny thing. That's the funny thing. Um, you know, 
if you're Houston and you have a talent like Deshaun Watson, you're obviously going to want multiple first-round picks. The thing that I feel like Houston messed up on is it shouldn't be – they should have moved him already because there were enough teams. Even the Carolina Panthers last year, we didn't know where, we didn't know where this situation was going to go because each day it seemed like there was another case, another case, another woman, another this. It's up to 22, and the Panthers were, were interested last year. Um, if you're the Texans, I think at this point, Deshaun has made it clear he's not playing for you. You understand that teams uh, – uh, perspective – teams would want some sort of assurance that, okay, we're, we're fine giving you two first-rounders, three first-rounders because of the talent. However, if he is suspended and we don't have him for a particular amount of time, you know, one of those picks should convert to this or we could recoup something. And, like, I feel like the Houston Texans have to at some point relent and say, you know what, yes, because it's more important about getting something now for a player who is not playing for you. And, and I think there are enough teams – whether it be Seattle, we talk about the haul that they got. Don't think that the Seattle Seahawks are rebuilding. Look at it more like they're retooling. And they're a team that's interested in Deshaun. That, that, that mm. could, you know, those first-rounders wow. that, that they got for Russell, you can flip those. That, that's the ammo. This is what teams are trying to do. How do we take some of the ammo? Philly, they've, you know, the teams that have multiple first-round picks, um, there are a lot of teams that are actually interested in him. So it'll be... I'm so fascinated to see how today goes because somebody said to me yesterday, if this gets cleared up today, if, some, if, a, if our front office feels good after today, this guy can move Saturday. Like this guy can move, you know, and that to me after how long we've been talking about it, that'll be wild. Kim, last one for me. You, you touched on Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. the changing landscape in the AFC West. Is it fair to say that we can stop the trade talk maybe surrounding Derek Carbys? You obviously need a quarterback to contend in this division. And he's the only one left where there might be some speculation of, okay, maybe the Indianapolis Colts might be interested in trading for Derek Carr to bring him on because they just lost Carson Wentz via a trade. How, how do you see this playing out in the division as far as like the quarterback musical chairs go? So Derek Carr is the one wild card to me that it would not shock me if he was traded and it wouldn't shock me if he stayed. But I'm, I'm so fascinated by him because – it's a new regime, right? You know, Josh McDaniels has said glowing things about Derek Carr. Um, but anytime a new head coach comes in, you got to think, you know, they've got their vision. They've got, they want to be able to have their guy. Um, and Derek Carr, you might be able to get a haul. Like, th- this is the moment teams can take advantage of the desperation. Hello, Washington. We saw what, <laughs> what they get, paying $28 million for Carson Wentz. And, like, it's just... It's a lot. It's a, there's a lot of desperation out there, and I think if you are the Raiders, looking at that division, you want to keep Carr, but it depends on what teams might want to dangle in front of you that might make Josh McDaniel say, oh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> awesome stuff, Kimberly. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin joining us. It's Chris Carlin and Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, 
a happy workplace like the one that like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Major League Baseball's back, and we're going to play 162 games. The players won in pure dollars. The increase Mm. in dollars that are going to go to players, especially young players, really was dramatic. Chris and Courtney in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. There is baseball, as we just heard from Rob Manfred, as the players and the owners come to an agreement yesterday. And Courtney, look, just thank God. Thank God that some cooler heads prevailed and just some people came to their senses that this got done because I'm absolutely one of the people that believes that baseball is in extreme peril Right now, even though it may not feel like it from a financial sense, if you look toward the future, they have an average fan age of 57, 58 years old. That's a major problem, and they could not afford to be off the field early in the season. It felt Wednesday night, or rather, yeah, Wednesday night when I was on air right after everything fell apart again because that pesky international draft that was uh, apparently the big blockade that players were upset about. And Buster Olney um, explained it to me in layman's terms on Twitter because I said, I put a tweet out saying, someone explain the, why this the rift over this, like I'm a three-year-old. And he did, and now it makes more sense to me. But this is the thing for casual baseball fans and avid baseball fans alike where it just felt like, Not that they were making up issues to prolong this thing, but it felt like they were just throwing everything into the pot when it kept getting more contentious and more contentious because the trust from both sides did not exist. And I don't know if it still exists or if this was just a point where it's like, okay, if you're Rob Manfred and if you're Major League Baseball and you keep throwing these arbitrary threats out there that have no actual backing and doesn't, you know, the last chance and, you know, this is the final deadline and they keep pushing the deadline back. This thing has gone on for 99 days. It's over. We know when opening day is going to be. It's only a week pushed back from where it was normally set to be on April 7th. Um, And there's going to be 162 games played. They needed to get to this resolution now before people started tuning baseball out even further because think if this was the NFL, and I know people hate this because I am an NFL person, I always bring this up, if the NFL had a labor dispute like this, it would be front page news every single day until it got solved. This has been an afterthought. Go look at ESPN.com. You know where you can find the Major League Baseball tab? Right under F1. Not saying that F1's not popular, (laughs) because it certainly is, but it was, that just shows you kind of how people view baseball right now, and where the fans are, and just anybody who's kind of casually passing by, looking at this, saying, ah, have they decided anything today? No? Okay, we'll check back tomorrow. So, when I saw that tweet come through from Jeff Passan yesterday, color me shocked, because I was very skeptical that they were going to get to that point on Thursday, after just how contentious it kept getting, and where it ended on Wednesday night. Here's the commissioner on all the positives from the agreement. I think we have an opportunity in front of us. I think it's an opportunity that we need to work with the players to fully seize. Um, But I think that some of the things in the agreement are really, really important in that regard. 
Um, I think the expanded playoff format will bring postseason baseball and maybe even more importantly, exciting September baseball to more markets. I think the balanced schedule will be a real improvement for our fans. It'll give our fans a greater opportunity to see all of the great players in the game on a more regular basis. And maybe most important is the agreement that we reached with the MLBPA on rule changes. Okay, we'll get to that. The the rule changes themselves, and let's bring in Hembo for this. People have to understand a couple of things. Number one, the rule changes as far as the pitch clock and uh, as far as banning the shift do not take effect until 2023. And even then, it still needs to be fully ratified here by both sides. That's right. But what we will get next year, immediately, just like Rob Manfred said, is expanded postseason. And I'm viewing this in particular as a huge win for the sport. And the reason for it is because we're going from 10 teams to 12. And to me, 12 is kind of the sweet spot right now. Anything beyond that sort of waters down the playoff a disaster. Field. 14 I, turns it into yeah. teams that are under 500 getting into the playoffs every single year. It's and that's ha- It's nearly that. half the field. I mean, yeah. what, what fun is that? And we've, and we've seen that over the last two years in the NFL, that expansion hasn't really worked, or at least we haven't gotten good games on wild card weekends. So I do, like, that's probably my single biggest takeaway from all of this, is I do agree with, <clears throat> excuse me, with the commissioner here. We're going to get better games in August and September, and we're probably also going to get uh, more aggressive uh, general managers as we approach the trade deadline. Because if you're anywhere near 500, you have no excuse not to go for it. And here's the other thing. When you look at, if you're trying to figure out how the playoffs are going to work, and Hembo and I were talking about this this morning, think of it as the old NFL. That's basically what it is. The top two teams in each league are going to get a bye, and then... You've got that first series between the other two that's a wild card series now, not just a game. It's two out of three. Then the division series and involving the top two seeds will stay, stays at five. And then the league championship series goes to seven. According to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year. If you need to add more employees... There's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job and can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Chris Carlin and Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today. Want to hear a little bit more from Buster Olney. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that the main eight guys that were on the executive board for the players all voted against this deal and somewhere in the neighborhood are five or six of them are represented by Scott Boris. Not surprisingly here is Buster though on how a little mini revolt among the players actually led to a deal. In the end, the final vote among the players executive committee, uh, you know, Max Scherzer, etc., was eight Oh to reject the owner's proposal, but the deal passed because among the rank and file among the players and their votes were, you know, passed along through player reps, it was 26 to four in favor of it. So the executive committee, the leadership of the union said, eight Oh, absolutely not. We're not taking this deal, but the players, the rank and file were like, no, we're going back to work. And it's seen (laughs) that vote was seen. I know by players, and by agents is being kind of a mini revolt as we get close to the finish line saying, no, we, we need to get back into camps and start uh, and, and start getting paychecks. And Buster's going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern, 30 minutes from now. 
to enlighten us a little bit more about all of this. But, Courtney, now we actually get to talk about baseball. And that's the good part. The one rule change that is in effect for this year is the National League adopting the DH. Uh, I think more than anything, though, we've still got big-time free agents that are out there and available right now. And there was a lot of talk that last night would kind of turn into a major frenzy right out of the gate, which it didn't. But, Courtney, I mean, we've got Carlos Correa and Freddie Freeman and Trevor Story and Chris Bryant Clayton Kershaw, those are your top five free agents right now, according to ESPN senior writer David Schoenfield. I mean, these are some big-time players. Correa is expected to get over $300 million, and don't be shocked if the Yankees are involved. Yeah, and I think that the whole thing surrounding MLB's competitive balance tax and what this means for teams, I mean, Hembo's here, what this means for a team like the Phillies, who have a lot of work to do in free agency as they try to, like, get the roster ready for the regular season, that gives teams more breathing room, and they can take advantage of that. The threshold now rising to $230 million for 2022. Um, I think that that's huge. And the the luxury tax threshold rising as well. This means that teams can actually be more active in free agency to try to get guys on their roster and and have more wiggle room to work with that, I think it creates a better product, and that's going to create more eyeballs if you're Major League Baseball on your product with the movement that we expect here to happen in in the coming days. And, you know, this is overlapping with NFL free agency. It's going to be really interesting to see who ends up coming out with, with more buzz around their sport over the next week as, as you know both teams are entering this process next in the next couple of days and I think it's actually a really good thing for baseball that it works out now because now we're actually talking about the on-field product yeah. now we're actually talking about the movement and the top five free agents that you had just mentioned you know I'd love to know where Clayton Kershaw is going to go is he going to resign with the Dodgers is he going to go elsewhere there's going to be all these blockbuster moves that are actually going to be exciting to talk about versus competitive balance tax and and, you know ghost (laughs) ghost win proposals and all things like that that we've just been you know regurgitating ad nauseum for the last 99 days I think I did it too late but the actual (laughs) the other night on my New York show I actually did a lockout on lockout talk and then all of a sudden the next day the lockout's gone Thank God. I think that might have been a coincidence. But, hey, listen, more than anything, these are some big-time names coming off the board. And the Yankees are under the tax right now, but you could very easily expect them to blow past it because they just got their numbers reset for this year. I think that the Yankees um, need to be a major power player here over the next couple weeks. And that's because mostly the, the constitution of their own division. The American League East is absolutely stacked. We all know the Orioles aren't trying to win. But the other four teams not only are trying to win, but all have a really good chance to do it. So for my money, between Carlos Correa and Freddie Freeman, if I'm a Yankees fan, when opening day comes, I want one of those two guys on my team because my one big advantage in a division with a lot of other teams that have done a better job at at sort of building from within is my ability to spend money. That's my market inefficiency. They need to take advantage of that. Listen, I understand they're too right-handed. They need a shortstop, and they can talk all they want about Anthony Volpe and their great prospects, Carlos Correa in a Yankee uniform, even though you have the whole cheating thing and you'd have to deal with the fans on that front. Carlos Correa in a Yankee uniform fits a little better than Freddie Freeman does right now. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Who is going to be the most impactful free agent who is not a quarterback? We get asked that question and get you answers in just a moment. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Tomorrow, Mavs visiting the Celtics on ABC. I got to believe Jason Tatum's going to be in the zone. It's brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Hembo has got five NFL questions for each of us ready to go. Hembo, where are we starting? Chris, what is one surprise team that could either pursue a free agent quarterback or draft a quarterback in the first round? Are we going to consider Cleveland a surprise yes, team? Yes, I say so. I think so. I, I think there's a strong chance that Cleveland wow. could even could pursue somebody that, even though Case Keenum is somebody that I, I think they could win with theoretically, Courtney, mm-hmm. I, I could see them maybe making an, a push to have somebody else really push Mayfield despite the fact that he was as injured as he was this past year. I would not be shocked by that. I don't believe they will go and draft one right now. They could pursue someone like Kirk Cousins. I mean, if we're talking about the carousel still spinning and knowing the ties that Cousins has to head coach Kevin Stefanski and them not necessarily being sold on a Baker Mayfield, I could absolutely see that. Um, The team for me is the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I know know what they've said about Jalen Hurts being their quarterback, but Carson Wentz is heading to Washington – They've changed their landscape of the division is changing. If they think that they're going to be like the third team, I mean, if they really truly believe Washington with their defense and, and everything that's now in place there can make them contend this year in the division and, you know, vie with Dallas, maybe they try to upgrade at quarterback too. That would be my surprise team to maybe get into the mix via trade uh, or draft one. All right, Courtney, this one's for you with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back in Green Bay. How do you expect that team to fill out the rest of the roster 
So I guess pull out their last dance one more time. Well, they still have to get under the cap, right? Like They've got a couple more days to try to fix some of their financials, and they will. They need to give Aaron Rodgers more than just Devontae Adams as a weapon. They need to fix the offensive line, too, because of all the injuries that Aaron Rodgers had to overcome. It's nothing shy of a miracle what he did last year en route to his second MVP season. So those would be my first two things that I think that they probably end up making a priority here in free agency and then obviously going towards the draft. But good Lord, that secondary too needs a couple new players too. And they do. And this is the problem, Courtney. I'm looking at it and I'm I'm saying, how are they possibly going to get there? I know how you can mess around with the cap and you're going to get Rogers deal done and that's going to be a more cap friendly number. But is all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers going to cost you $5 million against the cap? Because they're $44 million over yeah, the cap. And they've got like five days to figure it out. And they, and they certainly will. All yeah, I know they will. That, but, but like, what's gonna, left? You who are leave. they going to part with? Who are they going to have to like have emergency restructures? What trades might they be involved in to try to move somebody off their books? Like It's going to be a wild couple days coming up for the Green Bay Packers on top of what's already been. A wild couple days for the Green Bay Packers, even though their two guys that they were had big question marks on are ended up staying. My point would be, I don't think they're getting a whole lot better outside of the guys that they draft. Mm. They need guys to really be an impact in the draft. Um, maybe you could consider uh, trading Jordan Love. Maybe. Chris, maybe. <laughs> what is a more attractive destination for a veteran quarterback? Indianapolis or Pittsburgh? Right now, Indianapolis. Uh, we can talk about the wide receiver weapons. Indianapolis has got Michael Pittman, who was, you know, 1,100 yards last year. I think he had something like 89 catches. He was terrific. And you have Jonathan Taylor and a better offensive line. I would much rather Courtney be in Indianapolis at this point. Yeah, I get that. Wow. I th- I, no, I, I can understand that. Pittsburgh, in, yes, they've got, a, they've got a good defense. They've got a lot of weapons around who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, you know, Chase Claypool, Pat, Pat Fryermuth, you have Najee Harris in the backfield. But I think Indy still has a bigger window to, to execute, like, a winning season right now. I just want to, like, see it to believe it because it's a team that hasn't won a playoff game since 2014. So I'm going with Indianapolis as well. All right, fair enough. Courtney, who is the most impactful free agent available that does not play quarterback? Man, um, I'm probably going to end up going with a defensive player here, uh, but I also actually think I'm going to go with an offensive player. I keep thinking with the Cleo Mack stuff that happened yesterday of just how good the pass rush in the AFC West got with the Los Angeles Chargers, but... So I could say Chandler Jones, right? I could say that, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to. So I'm going to say Teron Armstead. Mm. You know why? Because he's basically like the only left tackle of his caliber that's out there, which is why he's going to command the 20 a year, which people look at him and say, I don't know. Like he didn't play a lot of games last year or the year before that, and he's got injury issues, and he's on the other side of 30. But I think for any team that wants to solidify their offensive line and bring in that day one guy that's going to be your franchise left tackle, let him finish out the, his career there, it's probably him. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chandler Jones, and it's simply because all of the other edge rushers are going to have to come out of the draft, and I don't see that there's going to be five and six guys who are going to be impactful right away. We've got 30 seconds go. Chris, last offseason, it was the Patriots that went nuts in free agency. Give me that team this year, 30 seconds. Which is that team this year? Jets. I think the Jets think they can be the next Bengals if Zach Wilson had a big year. Courtney? Maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's a wild one, but 
They need a quarterback, too. Ooh. Like it. You are sitting in Greeny's chair, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if I was sitting in Greeny's chair, I would not be anywhere near as optimistic about the Jets as I happen to be <laughs> at this point. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.